I'm Kenethia Powell, and welcome to Get Lifted, the podcast. I believe we all came to this earth with a gift inside of us, and it is our job to figure out what that is, refine it, and remove all barriers within ourselves that prevent us from fulfilling that purpose. We all have a deep desire to become the best version of ourselves. Fulfilling that desire will take time, courage, and self-love. We have to be ready to learn new things, be open to change, and allow the lessons learned to lead us to a new awakening. The journey to an elevated life starts right now. There's nothing about a caterpillar that tells you it would become a butterfly. I grew up in the historical town of Eatonville, Florida, just outside of Orlando, to a mother that was a poet and a father that was an entrepreneur. I was a gay little country girl, full of imagination and curiosity. I spent the greater part of my youth under the Florida sun, chasing rainbows, climbing trees, and building go-karts in my backyard. My mother was my hero. I have many memories of my mother sitting at her dining room table in her glasses, in front of her typewriter, creating her latest work of art. I watched her in awe as she would stand in front of audiences and enchant them with her words. To me, she was magic. My mother was also a great lover of film, and she introduced it to me at a very young age. I still remember the first time I fell in love with movies. My mother had taken me to see Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. I remember like it was yesterday. I sat in that theater, eyes wide open, taking in every scene. And afterwards, I went home and built my own lightsaber and started reenacting those scenes with my friends. We fought many battles in my backyard. Some the resistance won, and some, sadly, the resistance lost. <laughs> but movies were a part of our lives. They shaped us as kids. Like, I still remember all the words to Robocop. Don't know why that would be useful to anyone. But <laughs> if there's a challenger in the audience, I'm up for it. <laughs> My siblings and I still communicate in song lyrics and movie quotes. So there was never a question as to what I would do when I got older. It was always going to be movies. So on my 12th birthday, I decided it was a great time to get out into the world and start my career. I started writing short stories and plays like a mad woman. I enlisted the help of my friends, my neighbors. We put on massive productions in my backyard. When I was 14, our church had a Halloween talent competition. And I figured, now's the time to take what I've created in the backyard and put it on the main stage. So I wrote a play about trick-or-treating and my little brother's endless journey to eat all the candy. Long story short, the congregation loved it. We actually won that talent competition. It was a highlight of my young career. Things were working out for me. I was well on my way to becoming the next George Lucas. And then one Thanksgiving morning, everything changed. We were gearing up for our family holiday. We had spent the previous night, as we often did, preparing food. When a disagreement between my parents escalated into my father picking up a gun, and chasing me from our home. The next few months of my life were spent on the streets, homeless. I had been abandoned by my family, and depression had found a new place to call home. Now, obviously, this was not a part of my plan. And I had to have a serious conversation with the universe because I thought I was clear as to what I wanted. I was supposed to be creating art like George Lucas. What was this? I felt like life had taken on the image of a beautiful woman. And she had met me as I was climbing my mountain to the top. 
And when I passed her, she said, hello. And she was cute, so I stopped. First mistake. <laughs> she walked over to me and put her hand on my shoulder and looked me lovingly in the eyes and whispered, it's time to grow. You need this. And then she kicked me off the side of that mountain. And as my back hit the rocks, as I slid down, I heard her yell over the side, you'll thank me later. And I'm like, really life? That's how we living in these streets? Like, needless to say, I was a hot flaming mess. Like, I felt helpless, I was hungry, I was broke and broken. Then after some time, something occurred to me. Help wasn't coming. And if I wanted to get out of my situation, then I had to do something about it. Now, I couldn't change the past. What had happened, happened, but what I could do was change how I thought about it, change my reaction to it. I didn't have to be helpless. I didn't have to be homeless. I didn't have to be depressed. I didn't have to be anything I didn't wanna be. If I could find the courage to change my mind about it and be willing to do something different, I could turn this whole thing around. I mean, the beginning is always today. In that moment, I decided I would find my way to a better life or I'd make one. First things first, I needed some stability. I couldn't do anything if I was worried about if I was safe or where I was going to sleep. I was in the library one day. That's where homeless people hang out, if y'all didn't know that. <laughs> oh, the memories. Right. <laughs> Seriously. I was in the library one day, and I heard about an audition being held at the university, and they were looking for actors for their acting troupe, and they were giving out acting scholarships. And I thought, okay, all I need to do is show up and play full out. So I walked into the audition room, and I stood dead center, and I pretended to be a homeless person. <laughs> Very convincing. They were like, you were so authentic. I'm like, oh my God, I know, right? <laughs> I'm proud to say I won that acting scholarship. I was able to land a job on campus and get myself off the streets and move myself into a better living situation. Funny thing happens when you make a decision and move your feet you start to see progress. Now, I didn't know where any of this was gonna take me. I didn't need to see an entire staircase. I just needed a step, and to be willing to take that step and trust and have faith that everything else would be revealed to me. From college, a group of us went on to start the very first African-American theater company in Orlando. I created several plays, got to direct, and created my first ballet. It's pretty awesome. Um, I got linked into a traveling acting company where I got to travel all across the country and perform on many stages. Even got the opportunity to work at Disney where I got to wear a very tight orange leotard and a hula hoop that was way too small for a woman my size. <laughs> right? I was having fun, you know? Things were working out for me. And I was finally back on my journey in creating art. 2008, I formed Quest Films, my film production company. Film, unlike theater, gave me a little bit of freedom. You know, theater, I'm confined to the stage and these walls. But film, the world was mine. I could go anywhere. And I love so many things about the filmmaking process. I love the randomness about an idea. Like, I can create an entire story from a simple hello from a stranger. Sitting with my actors and doing our first table read and listening to them speak the words that I have written for the first time is often breathtaking. It still amazes me how an idea can turn into a walking, living, breathing thing. But my most favorite part about filmmaking is the first day of production, 
We're all on set, people got the walkie-talkies and all that jazz, and lights are on, cameras are rolling, crew is in place, actors are in place, and everyone is looking to me to say the word. Action. But before I do, I often find myself looking around that room and thinking, wow, I got all of these people to show up and believe in something that I just made up. <laughs> Nothing about this film is real. <laughs> that is amazing to me. <laughs> like, I guess anything is possible when you allow your imagination to breathe. Fast forward down the road, I have five films under my belt, three award-winning. My films have been shown in over 30 film festivals across the world, even Festival de Cannes. I have a new television series in development and a coffee table book that I created and published under my own house that's now in over 23 different countries. That's pretty dope. I know the question you're asking yourself right now, though. Why does she still work at ExxonMobil? <laughs> <laughs> Easy answer. I don't have a trust fund or a sugar mama. <laughs> so I got to work. <laughs> and it takes like 20 years to become an overnight success. And there are no elevators to the top. There are only stairs. I think most people fail to realize that accomplishing greatness takes time. It's a craft, it's a process, it's a habit. And we're all terrible in the beginning. <laughs> we gotta work through all the bad ideas to get to the good ones. We gotta be willing to stretch ourselves and play in areas that hurt, where we feel uncomfortable, um, where we feel clumsy. We gotta be willing to fail and make mistakes. We're not always willing to do that. Making mistakes requires a level of vulnerability that makes most of us uncomfortable. But fail. Make mistakes. Try something audacious and terrifying. Be willing to break things to, to build a better you, a better product. A friend of mine once said to me that life is like a beautiful opera, except it hurts. And in that, you can see the beauty or you can choose to see the pain. Now, <laughs> I've had some horrible things that have happened to me in my life, a lot of which I can't even bring myself to talk about. And if I'm being honest with you, they broke me down. They really, they really broke me down. But even with all of those experiences, I'd still choose to see the beauty. Some of my best lessons came wrapped in sandpaper and, and in thorns. And as Hemingway so eloquently put it, the world breaks everyone. And afterwards, many of us are stronger in the places that broke. Now, we can't change the things that happen to us in our lives, but we can change how we think about them. We can change how we react to them. And if we're willing to grow and learn the lessons and choose to become better in those moments, we can take those experiences and move forward to a better life. And the best way that I've learned how to do that is to love yourself. And loving yourself is a practice. I'll say that again. Loving yourself is a practice. We all have that voice that tells us that we're not worthy, that we're not smart enough, that we can't accomplish that big dream that we have because of where we are right now and where we started. Know that that is a lie and there is nothing you can't be, do, or have. You deserve everything beautiful and glorious in the world. And if you're willing to show up every day and play full out and like that caterpillar, be willing to morph into something new, something beautiful, you'll get it. I'm proof of that. What I know for sure is that things are always working out for me. Everything is always working out for me. Things are always working out for me. 
I'm in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And I am loving this experience. I've enjoyed this time with you. I wish you great laughter and I wish you joy. Be well. I'm Kenethia Powell, and you've been listening to Get Lifted, the podcast. You can follow Get Lifted on all the social media outlets. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next time for another great episode of Get Lifted. And remember, be gentle with yourselves. We're all out here trying to figure it out. Thanks for listening. Be well.